Yeah, welcome to Chitara Vibes and uh, yeah, uh, since 8th January I haven't podcasted, so it's good to be back. Uh, I have Amira, which you know when I hear the, the word Amira, it's like Amira. You know, to me, a mirror, a mirror, wow. yeah. <laughs> and Frida. Um, so these guys, are, would I say, traveling, hitchhiking, uh, just by road? Mm. Yeah, this kind of thing. Mostly. Road tripping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're road tripping, and uh, yeah, you can just introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Amira. I'm from Germany. And I'm traveling with Frida since February 2021. Yes. Yeah. We we know each other for like five years now. And um, yeah, I think since we know each other, it had been a dream of ours to actually go on the road, hit the road for um, some proper time, like one, two years. But it took some time to really... uh, like, uh, yeah, also find, like fulfill it. On find a road, like a route we want to take. And wh- where did this start from? From We come from Freiburg, uh-huh. in the south of Germany, close to France and Switzerland. And, uh, you know, like five years ago, I, I stayed in Uganda for half a year. So I thought, how crazy would that be to reach Uganda over land? Because I... Uh, there's a connection between like Uganda and my my life, um, so we decided, yeah, let's try it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the decision, yeah. Yes. So first, actually, the first idea was to go with the sailing boat to um, Latin America mm-hmm. and travel through South America. But then, I don't know, in the first place, it was Frida's idea, and I got really scared of the idea of going just with this crossing the Atlantic with a sailing boat. <laughs> but then actually I found out that a lot of people are doing it. And then I, I, I did in the summer before we went to the trip, I did a sailing trip with a friend of mine. He was organizing it. Like so a I group? Was, yes, it was a group, but he was leading the group. Is and it like uh, for the ocean or? No, we we started in North Germany in Kiel, Kiel. Uh-huh. and we were going to um, Denmark to Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this. How so, long did it take? Um, just one week. Hmm. Yeah, we took it slow, but this was my first sailing experience, and it was really great fun. So after this experience, I thought, okay, I'm ready to cross the Atlantic. Did you get like uh, seasick or no? No. That mm. was the thing that was made me really confident. Like, okay, if I don't get seasick after one week, and we really had some days which were really stormy, like the boat was like. Phew. Did you think of death then? Or? No, 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 no. <laughs> because the people there with me, like the 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 stay skipper, mm-hmm. it was his boat, so he was super relaxed, and he already crossed the Atlantic six times, so I really trusted him, and he said. The sailing boat cannot drown. So you really, it needs to be super, super unlucky. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I thought I'm ready. But then, I don't know, we decided to 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 go with the, yeah, to go a route through countries. We kind of feel a connection. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, South America and, was out of question at some point. So that's why 
we decided to go to Uganda. Because on the way there were countries, for example, Turkey in the first place, where you felt like you always wanted to go. Mm. Then I already... And in Georgia? So what was the story for Georgia? Because you stayed there for three months or something? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think we got inspired of this movie, right? Of the Gwen and Pat. Yeah, there's friends of ours, um, or, yeah, like, like, not close friends, but people we know <laughs> from back home, and they circled the world in, without taking a plane. I think it took them four years. Three, I think. Uh, I think almost up to four, yeah. But, uh,. So this is, and they, they said Georgia that was their favorite country. Yeah, of all the countries <laughs> they know. visited. <laughs> also from other people we heard yeah. that Georgia is like a, a country too. Yeah, I met someone in Luxembourg and they also went to Georgia for like, I think, three months or six yeah. months or something. Yeah. What's there? Uh, <laughs> what did you find <laughs> out there? <laughs> you know, when you, when you think of Europe, life in Europe, 60, 70, 80 years back, uh -huh. It's like time stands still in Georgia, like in the rural areas, but also in the city, it's, it's a lot of, it's just very slow life. Like everything looks very old and uh -huh. people would, um, yeah, like in the agriculture still use like not, not so much technology. Still so using their hands and stuff. Using yeah. their hands, which is common in different parts of the world, but because Georgia, it looks a little bit like Europe. Yeah, but is it also in Europe? Or not anymore, like 70 years ago. So it's... Yeah. They want to become part of the European Union. They, yeah, yeah. they, they want to become, yeah. So they like s signed up under some other... Yes, but they have to fulfill some restrictions and this will take them a long time. Uh -huh. But now I just recently read that the German, uh, the German um, Ministry Bear, of Bear Foreign Bear Affairs. Think, yeah. yeah, she met with the president and they were talking about how they can speed it up so they have chances. Mm. But I think what me what was fascinating for me is also the location. So there's Georgia, there's Armenia, and there's Azerbaijan. There mm -hmm. are three small countries next to each other, and they are between these three big empires. So they are between Russia in the north, then there's Turkey in the south, and then there's Iran in the east. Mm -hmm. And then there's on the left, uh, on the west, there's the, the Black Sea. Mm -hmm. So they're like these three big countries and these... Like, like Rwanda and Burundi? Mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. but Georgia there's there's like in these in these you know between these big countries and over the history these empires they they tried to conquer these small countries so there was also a lot of war but Georgia kind of they all they resisted so there was one period when they when Russia conquered and they became part of the Soviet Union mm -hmm. This was a very big part. That's why still all the people speak Russian there. But then they, they got independent and you feel it that the people are very, you know, they are very proud that they always managed during the history to, mm. you know, to protect the small country mm -hmm. from like being swallowed by the big ones. Yeah, they're super proud of their, their country and you can see it in uh, rugby mm -hmm. and arm wrestling. Mm -hmm. And they're super good in like both of it. But it's just a small, small country, small. and you would think, how how come people yeah. bring bring out this specialty in sports? So 
and also with the wine. So they have a history of winemaking since, since 8,000 years. Yeah. So, this so I think it's supposed yeah. to be the first place where people... Uh, like got, got drunk <laughs> got drunk yeah <laughs> really. <laughs> but also how they made it they still have these places where they show you how they made the wine back in the day mm -hmm. and they have their own language their own alphabet interesting their and date dances. and calendar um, I don't know about this no, one no. but yeah there are some things which are just special for this also the food mm -hmm. you just find it there yeah and of course, I mean, uh, I think one reason people go there is the nature. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so nature-wise, yeah, in like a very small country, you have uh, you have beautiful, beautiful landscapes. You have the Caucasus, which differ, differ the, small, the small Caucasus. Yes, which mm -hmm. is amazing when you and you still have areas there which are super remote so we, once we we went on a trip like seven days hiking and at some points there there weren't any villages anymore so the path was so small that you could only reach it by foot or on a horseback and no bikes mm. the terrain Not is there, stuff, no. yeah no they, they use, use horses yeah so the policemen they go on horses but you know that there are still areas in our now developed world where you just mm. you just you just <laughs> have your horse foot. riders in the world like all the small children mm -hmm. you know like ripping it on, on a horse man <laughs> nice <laughs> um so we take a small musical break and then you guys can tell me about what you think about sudan all right thing to usually not complete the song because I appreciate music as an art you know like a complete one but uh, we have to save time time check is 1709 uh, that is 9th of May 2023 and we are podcasting from Masai backpackers yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
So tell me about Sudan. <laughs> Because now there's this whole other perspective of it and um because of the war that is going on but then people have no clue because they're also just getting this information mm -hmm. from the media mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we went to sudan when was it in february yes actually we in the middle of february we didn't year. go together because yeah. i i stayed in egypt for one more week um and you wanted to go to visit your family yeah in Khartoum so we have like different experiences on Sudan yeah so i the family of my father lives in Khartoum in the capital and in Kassala which is in the east very very close to the Eritrean border and yeah i wanted to visit them which was very exciting was it for the me. first time no i visited them uh, like almost 20 years ago with my father when i was like eight years old or nine this was the first time but we are yeah we were there for two weeks and we were traveling a lot around because the family is big and when you come you have to check up everyone knows and then everybody's expecting you to come so for me as a little kid it was really intense because of all this moving around and also because i i cannot speak arabic and at that time i couldn't speak english so there was no way of communicating but i was a kid so i could play with the kids but it was really the first time of me yeah being also in the sudanese countryside my family doesn't have running water or electricity and for a kid this was a very you know growing up in germany this was a big shock yeah. big thing like oh wow that's how people live this is also how can people live wow 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 just like, like me and the dog eyes. yeah <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and oh i onda was sick all the time because of the i think my father didn't really took care so much of uh -huh. me so i drink like water there uh, and, you know these things <laughs> so but this time i felt i'm older now and i really want to yeah experience con connect also with this side of my family because i don't have any contact to them i don't really know them mm -hmm. i never also had the interest but now also i'm getting closer with my father i felt like hmm, i want to know at least <laughs> okay so i went alone it was a very long bus drive from aswan in egypt to the border super long super hot like six hours eight hours uh, no in the i think in the end when i reached sudan it was almost 20 20 hours in a bus yeah because you had to you know at the border <sighs> all the buses are full and yeah but i was really lucky because right at the beginning there was one lady and she was curious about me she couldn't speak english but there were people translating she was asking what are you doing i told her and then she was like but where do you sleep because my first stop was wadi halfa it's just on the other side of the border mm -hmm. and then i said i don't know i will find out the hotel because in in, in sudan there is no like airbnb there's no booking all mm. these things are not booking. Working. Com, yeah? mm -hmm. so you just literally you just go and ask people for the hotel is it because the security or just the system doesn't want i think the government they block it so uh, you cannot um if you have a vpn you can book like mm -hmm. some hotels from outside or even like inside Sudan but uh, the, the government blocks Airbnb and booking 
So the way just you like, do just it is like, just you have to have a phone number and, and call, call them. <laughs> like uh, just like the, the, like the taxis in, uh, in Germany, the taxi drivers. Yeah, know? like this. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they refused Uber. Yeah? Yes, yeah. It's, it's forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also with the money. So there's no ATM working. Mm. So you have to bring Go to bank, cash. But this is due to Sudan, restrictions yeah. from outside internationally. They, they ban, they ban the, I don't know how it works, but the transaction uh, uh, transfer to ATMs. Was there intensity for war by the time you were there or no? no? No, so the revolution started already a few years ago. The young, the students were going on the streets, and it was very violent. So, after this revolution, this is in Khartoum. Yes, mostly, mostly in Khartoum. So they were still going on. People told me, but because my family was living very south of Khartoum, not in the city center, I didn't really after see you. any of them. And I think maybe it was the peak was already over. But after this, the government was like very, very fragile. Mm -hmm. So there were like. I don't really know. I'm not so much into, but there were like, you know, two different parties and they were kind of, or the military, like everybody, but it was not like a stable one. And the people were waiting for the new elections mm -hmm. at this time, but they were not, they didn't know when. So it was, the situation was very fragile, but I could not feel it in the everyday life mm. because my i was also not maybe the young people like the students i think they were more like talking about yeah. and all of this i think for a long time there were already demonstrations mm -hmm. and tear gas you could like we have a friend who stayed for some i think almost two months in Khartoum, and she could sense the tear gas in the streets but um for me personally i didn't realize that anything is weird in sudan um, my first impression was like yours. So people were super humble and friendly in Sudan. Um, it reminded me of a little bit of, of Turkey, you know, where people uh, would be very um, generous and, and hospitable mm -hmm. and invite you and be like very humble. And uh, so this is, I think this sticks out for me like in my memory of Sudan, it's the people, because the country itself, honestly, I don't, I, I don't even know how people survive, like live there because it's so harsh. It's so hot. Nothing is green except of, um, like the area around the Nile. Mm -hmm. But then if you walk 200 meters, it's, the Nile, it's, it's like dry. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's, during the day, I think from super hot, like 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning until maybe four in the afternoon. I couldn't mm. move. I was like, I was chilling in the bed and this was not even the hottest season and people who, who worked on the market and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like even at night it. we would have, I mean, inside a hotel room, it's hotter than outside. We would have like 35 degrees inside. And then during the day when you wanted to shower, there was, the water was boiling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, you know, hot. it's so hot. Yeah. yeah. So what, um, I don't know, maybe this is a, a bit, uh, you need to think about it, so we can look for another song. What What are your like, highlights in terms of uh, learning related to travel and life, you know, like 
I think this is a question that <laughs> someone needs like a minute to really like digest. What I, what, I've, or what I think, what I've learned what if, yeah, on the trip. Yeah, for you. Like just brief, not uh, mm-hmm. everything, but like key, mm-hmm. like one or two, three things. Have you learned something or you know every, you knew everything? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> um, I think for me, I... Uh, I'll first the song. Oh, we can first... Yeah. Oh. still thinking <laughs> no okay good well i don't know why i picked this song it just um uh-huh. came out of nothing and um you know many people they connect traveling with having fun and having a good time and um for us often it's it was it was hardship i mean to to see to to see how people live in some places of the world but also the the tough times um, now people for example in, in Palestine go through um, it's really sometimes you experience uh, heartbreaking moments and it it's touching you like most of the time not most of the time but often it was not about fun but about like connection to people like you know very like touching moments where you feel so connected um that um, yeah, I f- I think the tr- like traveling it it brought me more more close to my feelings mm-hmm. than before. Cool. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. I think maybe I just there are just two things coming to my mind. The first thing is maybe before you travel, you think that you you go out and you will learn so much about the culture of the different countries and everything, which is in a way true. But I think more is about learning to know yourself because you are thrown into so many different situations, sometimes uh, like tense situations, for example, when you're on the border, or sometimes situation when you are super at the end of, you know, you don't have any energy, you hitchhike the whole day, you are like super. And then like, I think you, you, you learn, you get to know yourself better and like these different life mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. and how you relate to it. How do you deal with these situations when, I don't know, 
people are friendly to you, people are not friendly to you, like what does it make with you? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a lot also about for me like self-reflection um, and also how do you, what picture do you have of the people before you go there? And uh, yeah, and then you feel like, okay, maybe that's not true or maybe that's true or maybe, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm a, a lot about reflection. Yeah. And also uh, what was very, very outstanding when we were hitchhiking. So until the Middle East, we were hitchhiking a lot. And especially in Turkey, but also in Georgia, I don't know. It was just like the, the hospitality of the people were so overwhelming and it touched us mm. so deeply because we always felt like we're not worth it. So we were just hitchhiking. People would take us. They would go. Also, they would drive 10 kilometers more to bring yeah. us where they would say, come to my house, eat from my table. And they didn't know us. And then when we realized how we got raised at home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then suddenly we, we experienced this hospitality and we I felt like, wow, this is something so beautiful. I really want to take it with me home and want to live it there because mm. it's so wonderful. But we, we like, in our, we are not raised like this to be, you know, they are strangers you don't know. And our culture is not like, open, you know? Yeah. And of course the question arose, how can, what can we give back? But then we um, took hitch rides from people who, when they were younger, they got you know they got taken by other um, people people so you just pass it on different time to different people in different situations the gesture that's it about yeah. it's not about like giving the same back to that one person but to yeah. to make it um, to circle it mm -hmm. um, and give it back in a different time um, but also wow for me I'm a I'm a person who likes to plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, in a way, it's it's, it's German. German, yeah. Structure <laughs> <laughs> and to plan and to make sure everything is um, in place, in place mm -hmm. and secure. And and traveling, you know, things happen which you cannot plan. Mm -hmm. So you have to uh, learn. Like I th I think I learned to be at ease more with whatever arises. Cool. Um, But I mean, you've already been at ease kind of person, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah how is it for the second time being in uganda Oof. it it's funny but in in the way it feels normal like if i if never been away mm -hmm. um before uh, i was very n not nervous but like what's the word for when you when you um, aufgeregt. Excited? Excited, maybe, maybe like mm -hmm. agitated, excited mm -hmm. in a positive way. Um, but then when I crossed the border, I was like, so now what I'm here, you know, it's, it's normal. Now I'm here. <laughs> um, but it's good to, to see like, for example, you or like, uh, uh Richard, a good mm -hmm. friend in Kampala to see, not to, to re uh, to make reunion with the people but mm -hmm. also to see the places mm -hmm. I've visited I've um, good memories mm -hmm. connected with cool. so um, yeah it's uh, I feel I feel thankful for mm -hmm. the opportunity and I'm also I don't know you you know like proud that that I I actually could make it over land 
How many kilometers is that? Was the goal? <laughs> oh, actually, we don't. We never looked it up. Yeah, we never. How, how many countries? Uh, ah, we didn't count. Okay. I mean, it was like Italy, it, Greece, Turkey, Turkey Georgia, Georgia, Lebanon, Syria, two days only, Jordan, Palestine, Israel. I counted as two countries. Yeah. Uh, Egypt. Sudan, Sudan, Ethiopia, Ethiopia Kenya, for me, Kenya, so and then Uganda. 13. Yeah. Uganda is the 14th. <laughs> One short way from Turkey to Lebanon, we took the ferry, but all the other. No, we also took the ferry from Greece to Turkey. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's still like the earth. Ich möchte gerne ein Vogel sein. Damit bin ich nicht allein. Denn wenn ich um mich seh, dann seh ich lauter Vögel um mich stehen. Ich möchte gern ein Vogel sein. Und damit bin ich nicht allein. Denn wenn ich um mich seh, dann seh ich lauter Vögel um mich stehen. Ich möchte gerne fliegen, weg von den Lügen und den Kriegen. Ich will meine Flügel ausbreiten und mit dem Wind durch die Wolken gleiten. Und damit bin ich nicht allein. 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 An irgendeinem Tage bewegte ich mich fort. Doch irgendeinem Weg hin zu irgendeinem Ort. Da waren wir zu zweit, doch deinen Namen weiß ich nicht. Und jetzt erst merk ich, ich seh auch nicht dein Gesicht. Denn ich fühle mich umgeben von tausend leeren Masken. Und doch ich verdiene... Yeah, um, now you're in uh, Uganda, you know. What do you have to say about Uganda? I think these are the last one minute, two minutes. <laughs> Uganda. Oh, the first impression was... Beans. Good beans and <laughs> rice. Good food. <laughs> Matoki. I love Matoki. Yeah. No, but my first... I came out on the airport. I had a really... I took actually the plane mm -hmm. from Addis mm -hmm. because my energy was just so low. I couldn't take the bus like Frida. So I came out. I went with a car to from Entebbe to Kampala mm -hmm. and the first thing was everything was green and I felt so much home because also in Germany everything is green and I love it so much. You mean you just turn Freiburg not all Germany. <laughs> yeah but but I think the green is all everywhere even though you don't for have the, maybe for farms. the maize farms yes. Yeah. yeah like the color is there. <laughs> But because we have been to so dry countries before, like mm -hmm. like Israel, maybe the north, not but like Egypt, Sudan, it was everything just the colors were like like yellow and brown, like for the eyes. Oh, and I was so happy and so released, and I was so I felt so mm. comfortable mm -hmm. in the first moment. Cool. Yeah, I I missed um, the Boda Bodas. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, I, sitting on the back of a Boda Boda is uh, for me it's like. A, freedom I, I can just uh, mm. relax and cool and uh, trust the driver and also in you know in Kampala uh, I connect Kampala to parties I mean it's people they they yeah, go out is, yeah. nightlife is great in Kampala 
and that's what I uh, connect with that city, especially now the the growing uh, techno scene subculture of people just want to go a different route of of music. Um, want to enjoy the the rhythm beats mm -hmm. and um, outside of Kampala, same like nature wise. Yeah, like the walks we took in the last days. How many people? Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. But I, I was actually I was disappointed from the Rolex <laughs> because Frida told me before like, oh, it's the most amazing food. They put avocado, they put tomatoes, they put so much nice stuff. But the, the you should try the cover Rolex. <laughs> and it's been nice, uh, yeah, having you guys. You stay well, uh, yes. whoever is listening. Thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh.